The Deep Dive with Nick Baby. Welcome to the Deep Dive Podcast with Nick Babel. I'm your host, Nick Babel. Today, we are doing something a little different. Um, I'm not changing the format on you guys. It's still mostly going to be an interview podcast. Um, As my regular listeners know, every once in a while, I'm going to be doing something solo. Um, I already did a solo one, Uh, but this one's even a little more different. Uh, when I started the podcast, I had like three, three or four ideas. Uh, and one of them was something called the hypothetical deep dive. Now, uh, that was the one that I was probably going with for, for a while. That was, that was the main idea. I even, uh, you know, it's funny if you look at my Podbean, um, you know the the link to it. It says hypothetical deep dive. Um, it said there was all sorts of problems if you tried to change it, so I, I left it at that. But ultimately, I decided to do you know uh, interview podcast. Um, as most of you know, where you know I like to when I'm you know, writing some stuff for the podcast, I, I kind of put a uh, semi-interesting man interviews, much more interesting people. Uh, <laughs> so that's how I'm kind of thinking of the show. Um, but for this idea, hypothetical deep dive, I thought it would be interesting to do a type of podcast. You know, it's kind of, you know, people play this game what would have happened in history if um, Hitler never came to power or, or what would have happened if the Nazis won or what would have happened if the, the Confederates won, you know, hypothetically, and there's books and there's TV shows and, and stuff on some of these ones. So, you know, I like this idea because, you can get really broad, like the, those ones that I just brought up, the ones everybody thinks about, or you can get really specific to a specific topic, you know, something that, you know, for an example, this isn't the one I did, but it's kind of one I thought of, like, I'm a big Metallica fan. So what if Cliff Burton didn't die in that bus crash and stayed the basis of Metallica? You know, it'd be kind of interesting to hypothetically deep dive and to where, you know, the band could have gone, what would have happened. You know, it's a lot of guessing, um, especially when it's something that specific. So for this one, I wanted to pick one that was more close to the broad one. Um, But, you know, I didn't want to do the whole the Nazi thing or the you know, the Confederate thing. I think that those ones are talked out pretty good. This one's talked about some, but which, you know, I did a bunch of research on it and that should help for this, this episode. So today's hypothetical deep dive is what if 9-11 never happened? 
what if those planes never crash into the Twin Towers, um, the Capitol building in Washington, D.C., or the other plane that was brought down in Pennsylvania, uh, which was likely on its way to the White House. Uh, So I thought there was a couple ways I could go about this, and I decided to go one way. Uh, The other way was, you know, you could explore this, what would happen if Gore had won in 2000. Now, some people can say he did win, and then, you know, he got robbed, and it was kind of the whole beginning of, of that whole thing. But I thought that was a little too, I thought that was more, not as quite as interesting. Um, so I wanted to, to do it. Bush is still president. At the time, George Bush, George W. Bush. Um, but what would have happened if 9-11 didn't, didn't come to be? So the first thing, if that didn't happen, I think, you know, you can go to the 2004 election, the next election. Bush likely loses in 2004. Now, you know, nothing's, nothing's guaranteed, but, you know, his base was strengthened by the events of 9-11. Um, and even though his post-9-11 support had, you know, kind of dwindled a lot by the election, it was, there was still, a, you know, a patriotism of nationalism, you know, that the Republicans love to feed on. And, you know, he was a wartime president. And, you know, throughout history, the U.S. does not like to to change presidents in the middle of war. It's done it sometimes. Um, but, you know, generally, I mean, look at FDR, you know, he... He was president through World War II, and, um, you know, he did the extra terms. But I say Bush, Bush would have lost. So that's that's one of the things that would have happened. Um, you know, pundits agree, and a lot of the research that I did, that if 9-11 hadn't happened, John Kerry would not have been the nominee for the Democratic Party. Um, John Kerry kind of got his boost from his military experience. Um, So that was the Democrats' answer um, to a wartime situation was to put, you know, an honored veteran, you know, as their nominee. But he wasn't... He wasn't a favorite, you know, pre 9-11. And he like there was one thing pretty much most people agreed on was that John Kerry would not have gotten the nomination. Now, the more, you know, disagreed upon thing is who would have gotten the nomination. And I saw a lot of different, you know, theories on this. Um, some people think Gore would have ran again. Um, 
And, you know, of course he didn't because, and one of the reasons was 9-11. He just, you know, he, I don't know exactly his motivations, but I think once 9-11 happened, he was not going to challenge Bush again. Um, so Gore could have, could have ran and, and, and possibly won. People would have said, you know, what would it kind of, kind of like that theory I gave in the beginning, what happened if Gore would have won in 2000? Some people would have said, okay, you know, 2004, let's give Gore a try because Bush, you know, fucked it all up. Um, if Gore didn't run, the other likely nominees, John Edwards, um, who famously ran as Kerry's vice president, um, he was a pretty big favorite amongst uh, people who uh, hypothesize this. Um, you know, of course, he would have eventually gotten in trouble for his extramarital affairs, but that didn't come out till later. Um, so it probably would have been after elected. So, you know, he probably, if he gets elected, you know, he could have been a one-term president too. And in fact, I think he would have been. Um, the, the two other borderline names I saw were Dick Gebhardt, which to be honest, I've heard the name. I don't know much about him. I don't think he had a huge chance, um, but he was considered in some articles that he pre 9-11, he was a, you know, he was a guy that was probably going to run. And the other one was uh, Howard Dean, who um, did run in 2004 for the nomination. He was the front runner at the beginning when everybody was getting in on the race. Um, he probably would have been the most um, liberal candidate of the ones that had a chance. Um, you know, back then, something it was a, I guess a scandal because he got excited at one of his rallies and went, woohoo, like really weird. And that disqualified him. Now these guys, now these politicians can get caught, you know, soliciting underage prostitutes and they don't even take them out of office. And it's, we're in weird times, but it's veering too much off the topic. Um, so he, you know, he had a shot. But the other name I saw in at least, you know, a couple of the articles I was reading was Hillary Clinton. Now, some people said she would have waited because um, she was, you know, still a New York senator with not a ton of experience, um, you know, other than being the first lady. Um, but... Some articles thought she would have ran. And, um, you know, who knows? At that time, you know, people might have had the Clinton nostalgia after, you know, four years of Bush. Um, you know, it's something I'll get into later, but, you know, pre-9-11, there was, you know, an economic collapse was coming, a bubble was bursting, the stock market had already taken a nosedive, 
um, probably, you know, by 2004, who knows where, where it would have been. 9-11 actually, I don't want to say it helped the economy, but wars, especially in the beginning of them, tend to have somewhat of an economic boost. Um, so it definitely staved off, you know, an economic collapse that was probably, if there was no 9-11, the economic collapse would have been much sooner and it would have been one of the nails in Bush's coffin, in my opinion. Um, so, you know, who knows? Hillary could have gotten in back then off of people going, oh, the economy was good when, when Bill was president, you know? Um, so, I, I, you know, if I really had to guess, I don't think she would have ran um, back then, but, you know, some articles thought she would, so... I, I figured I'd mention it. Um, so <clears throat> moving on to besides politics, um, I thought it was important to note that something eventually would have happened with a terror plot on U.S. soil. This was something everybody else agreed on, too. Um, you know, whether it was the same year or the next year, you know, the jihad was real. Bin Laden had been planning and plotting for a decade. Um, you know, could the event have been worse? You know, uh, or could it ha could have the event have happened? You know, in Europe instead of the U.S., like a big event. You know, because because nine eleven didn't just increase security in the U.S. It you know, increased security everywhere, you know, maybe not to the same extent, but um, it definitely increased security in your European countries as well. Um, so the worst events that could have happened uh, include, include, but not limited to, you know, mass dirty bombings of major cities, you know, even something crazy like a smuggled nuclear bomb, you know, unleashed on a major city, you know, poisoning of the water supply, an attack on the electrical grid or other infrastructure targets. Um, you know, but and the, you know, another article I read said, um, you know, it could have even been something, and I guess this was something Bin Laden had. Uh, I don't know if it was one of his like ideas or if it's something he had used in other countries, but you know, where they just had mass shootings in malls in different cities, um, which, you know, if that's what would have happened, that's kind of, it's kind of an interesting parallel to, to now where we have mass shootings all the time. And it makes you wonder if nine 11 hadn't happened, hadn't had happened and we had had a bunch of mass shootings, you know, let's say in a, you know, a handful of U.S. cities, you know, but the death toll, instead of being like three to 5,000, you know, let's say it's a couple hundred. Um, do you think we would have had stricter gun reform 
after that. Now, knee-jerk reaction would be like, of course we would have. You know, but then you see how history's played out and, um, you know, Sandy Hook Elementary School where all these elementary school kids were murdered and we still have done little or nothing to, you know, restrict guns from criminals, restrict, you know, background checks and, you know, get rid of gun show loopholes and, you know, basic common sense stuff in a normal, you know, society. I I would think if something like Sandy Hook wasn't going to change anything, I don't think a mass terror shooting would have done much, you know, maybe in a, a democratic city or two. But I don't think, you know, nationally, I don't think it changes much because, you know, like I said, if Sandy Hook wasn't going to change it, you know, I don't know. I don't think anything does unless, you know, somehow the Republican mindset falls out of politics permanently and we can get people in that you know, get shit done. It's a pipe dream. I mean, we have a Democratic majority right now and a couple of them like the like their power and they they want to pretend they're, you know, middle of the road uh compromising Democrats, but they're just they're just basically, you know, Republicans pretending to be Democrats. But again, veering off topic. Um, so it was something that, you know, a lot of people agreed on something was going to happen if it wasn't 9-11. Um, you know, you can play the guessing game on it. It could have been much worse. It could have been much less. Um, it could have been foiled, but that administration, you know, bungled 9-11 so bad with lack of communication, with not listening to their national security. Would it, you know, would it have mattered if they had been, you know, warned about something? It sounds like they just sat on their hands. So, I don't know. So, the next, and this is an interesting thing, no 9-11 would there have been an Iraq war? Now, this was a point of contention um, in a lot of the stuff I read, but the major agreement was that there wouldn't have been a war. Now, that doesn't mean we wouldn't have bombed Iraq further down the road. Um, Bush had a a vendetta against uh, Saddam Hussein because he made his father look bad. Um, that's what that whole thing about was about. There was never weapons of mass destruction. Um, he knew it. They all knew it. But, you know, the thing that was that 9-11 did was it garnered support from reasonable people like Colin Powell and um, 
you know, a couple of the other neocons that didn't want a full out, you know, boots on the ground war in Iraq. And, you know, even when they came up with the weapons of mass destruction nonsense, a lot of the Democrats just fell in line um, with it. You know, Bernie Sanders didn't. He was one of the only ones. He actually read, you know, weird thing. He actually read the st- information and knew it was fucking nonsense. Most of them don't even read stuff and we send them to Congress. But again, I'm varying a little bit, but it's just fresh. It's frustrating as I'm sure most people feel that. Um, so the consensus is there wouldn't have been a, an Iraq war. Um, Bush wouldn't have been able to push his agenda um, without the Iraq war. Um, Iran would not be as powerful as they are today. Uh, Saddam Hussein used to, you know, bomb them and divide them. You know, Saddam's Sunni minority would would have continued to attack Iran. You know. Um, Iran's Shiite regimes. Um, And Saddam's Sunni minority was also, you know, attacking the Taliban and and weakening them both in the process. Um, You know, not that that Saddam was going to defeat either, you know, Iran or or the Taliban, um, but just his presence there was a chaotic a controlled chaotic influence. I guess chaotic is a bad word. It maybe even almost a, a stabilizing influence there because you know he would he would keep Iran on their toes. He would keep the Taliban on their toes. And it was just another, you know, it wasn't it made it harder to unite against the, the West with Saddam there, um, even though, you know, he was no friend to the United States, don't get me wrong, but, you know, it's just, there's no doubt Iran and the Taliban would have been weaker if we hadn't invaded Iraq. So, um, the next part, excuse me while I get a drink here, touched on a little bit. Um, No 9-11 equals a much worse recession. Um, The 90s bubble post-Clinton had already popped in January of 2001. Um, Dow Jones was down. Um, You know, the Republicans do what they always do. They you know, they fuck up the economy and then a Democrat takes over and they, with a bad economy, and the Republican goes, look at the economy under them, even though they spent four years or eight years fucking it up and giving tax breaks to their buddies. And, you know, Bush was the same. He was a, he was a Reagan Republican, you know, trickle down bullshit that, you know, never trickles down to anybody. Um, Anybody that doesn't have a 
millionaire bank account. Um, so with no 9-11, the, you know, economic collapse was going to be, was imminent. You know, 2002, 2003, you know, a lot of economists, you know, again, it's a what if game. You can't say for sure, but it was, it was trending that way. Um, you know, very famously when Bush was post nine 11 was talking to one of his first major speeches was telling everybody go buy stuff, go to the mall, go shopping. And, you know, some people saw through that bullshit back then, but the average person, you know, took it as like a Patriot thing or patriotic thing. And people did that. People got credit cards. It just kind of created a new, a bubble, um, which would eventually break in 2008, the housing bubble and, and everything. Um, but 9-11 definitely staved off the economic collapse between, you know, the push, like I said, from that and um, just the, the war boost from two wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, you know, those were at least small boosts to the economy. So, um, so an interesting with that too is now if one of those possible Democrats win in 2004, uh, Gore, Clinton, Edwards, Dean, Gebhardt, like I, like I said, would they have been able to pull us out of the Republican economic mess? Um, you know, would, you know, it's arguable depending on, on which one and, you know, if they could control Congress and, and all that good stuff. Um, that probably gets a little too technical, like how many seats would have, you know, went with a new Democrat president. Who knows? I don't know who was up then. Um, I didn't get that. I didn't get that deep with, with that part of it. Um, but that kind of transitions into the next thing, which is no 9-11. There's less security everywhere. Um, no Patriot no Patriot Act nonsense. Um, no Department of Homeland Security. Um, the information age was still going to happen. Technology was still going to improve. Um, but instead of becoming a high-tech surveillance society um, and drones and all that stuff, you know, maybe let's say Gore became president. It was it crazy to think that some of that early technology would have went towards green stuff, green technology. Um, you know, he was big on that early about climate change. Um, would he have followed through on that? You know, that's what people always wondered with him. Um, especially if they controlled Congress, you know, when you're not, when you don't have to throw the kitchen sink into the military budget, you got money to do other stuff. 
Um, and then you got to also say, you know, less security kind of leads back into the whole something would have eventually happened. Um, so depending on what had happened, you know, how long would you have less security? <clears throat> what would the security have looked like? You know, it could have gone either way. It could have still been the same. You know, I definitely think something like the Patriot Act and even uh, maybe to a lesser degree, the Department of Homeland Security are definitely Republican ideology. Um, a Democratic president in 2004, you know, even if there's a terrorist event, I don't think comes up with something like the Patriot Act. Um, you know, Homeland Security, maybe. Because we kind of did need a unifying, um, my personal opinion, you know, we did need a unifying body. Not that, who knows, you know, were, were they ever given the power, you know, to get information that they should between like CIA, FBI, ICE. Uh, all these different things. I don't know. I, you know, I don't know enough about them to say that, but the general idea doesn't seem terrible when you're fighting a global, you know, terrorism is to have, have a department that at least knows what's going on foreign and domestic um, and communicates with everybody. So, um, so yeah, you know, um, the security thing is interesting to me because, um, you know, we definitely, 9-11 definitely made it so people paid more attention um, you know, New York City did the see something, say something campaigns. Um, you know, people became more vigilant, especially in bigger cities. Cameras everywhere. But, you know, again, I think cell phones were always going to be camera heavy. Um, so we probably would have went with it was probably inevitable that cameras would be everywhere and that everything everybody does is recorded anyways um so that might not have changed much but you know i definitely think without 9-11 you know there's probably more lax security places and you know they could have just led to something else and it probably would have um so all right, the next part of this, that's, I think this is an interesting thought exercise here. Would there have been a President Barack Obama and would there have been a President Trump without 9-11? Hmm, interesting. So while initially, you know, 9-11 brought the country together, you know, um, 
it eventually wore off and a greater divide happened. You know, um, Obama put himself on the map. Um, you know, he still would have been the governor uh, or not governor, uh, congressman of Illinois. Um, but, you know, he put himself on the map with speeches um, at the Democratic convention and just, you know, early on that campaign trail where he came out against the war in Iraq. Um, and two very famous speeches really kind of put him, left him as the front runner. Um, so, again, with the theory, no Iraq war without 9-11, then there's no Barack Obama speeches about Iraq without 9-11. So, and I saw some disagreements on this, um, but I'm thinking... Without 9-11, Obama does not get elected in 2008, um, especially if a Democratic president took over in 2004, which I think would have been likely. Now, I did see one interesting article that um, if John Edwards had won in 2000, um, for his subsequent scandal with cheating on his wife and stuff. You know, he might have been out in 2008 to, you know, to a Republican. Um, and then, you know, it could have been an Obama run in 2012. But, you know, again, that's all guessing games. But I'm, I'm thinking, I'm going to say my guess, my, my guess is no Obama without, you know, the post events of 9-11. Um, you know, it just seems like a stretch that he would have found the same prominence without those speeches. Could have happened, could have been different speeches. Can't say for 100 percent you know these are that's the fun thing about this hypothetical thing it's hypothetical you know um nobody's Notre Dame Nostradamus um so who knows but it's just my logic is I I don't think I don't think he gets that nomination especially with a democratic president in 2004 so, without the two Obama presidencies, it's highly unlikely that Trump even runs in 2016. Um, Trump famously was slighted by Obama during the White House Correspondents' Dinner because Obama knew he was a joke. You know, again, hindsight's 2020. I bet you if people you know, told Obama what would have, what was going to happen. 
he probably wouldn't have made Trump jokes and and all that. And who knows? But without, like I said, without Obama doing that, um, Trump had unsuccessfully run in a couple other elections. And, um, you know, he would have remained the joke that he was and the, you know, the New York fake real estate guy and the, you know, reality TV, um, you know, fake billionaire guy. Um, and, you know, so I didn't want to go too futuristic, you know, you know, getting to what would the COVID response be, but who knows, you know, who knows even who would have been president if, you know, without Trump or Obama in 2016 or, you know, that's too, that's too much of a, I feel like there's too much uh, butterfly effect at that point, you know, somebody else could have run that we never would have thought another Republican could have run that didn't run because, you know, of Trump. Uh, the Russians could have blackmailed somebody else and got them elected, you know. Something like that, you know. I know. That's, <laughs> I like to get my little shots in, but... Um, so... Um, you know, without that correspondence dinner and without the, you know, without the the whole Obama thing with, you know, the that type of base that went with Trump pretended that he was some kind of socialist dictator that was taking their money and their guns and even though anybody that really looks at it rational and history is going to look at it like this eventually you know obama was slightly left of reagan i mean reagan was one of his heroes and you know he was all in all he was not much of a democrat president you know, in my opinion, I mean, you know, take that what you will, but just look what he did and look what he tried to get passed and look what he did get passed. He was a pretty big centrist. He was never this uh, liberal socialist boogeyman that he was made out to be. And we all know, if we're being honest, that the big part of other than the fake liberal socialist thing was that he was African-American, that, you know, that he was uh, an ethnic president. And without him stirring up that base, that 30% of the country that's racist and stupid and ignorant and hateful and, you know, living in fake 1950 in their minds, um, they wouldn't have been this stirred up, you know, if there would have been a couple, you know, let's say a Republican president in 2008 or 2012 or, 
or more centrist Democrat um, that, you know, was a white Democrat. You know, if you don't stir that 30% up, that 30% sometimes becomes 33%, becomes 35%. Um, you know, you get the ones that, you know, are more in the middle, but they kind of, you know, they believe some of the stuff. Their parents watch Fox News all the time or whatever. You know, you keep that 30% at 20%. You know, then they don't win. Then, then they don't get themselves a Trump. They don't get themselves a, you know, a fringe guy that pretends you know he's a nationalist and and you know, does does all the things that they says he's going to do all the things that they want him to do. Um. So my whole thing with to sum up at least that part of it, I don't think there's an Obama without the events that happened post 9-11. And I don't think there's a Trump without, without Obama. So who knows how it would have turned out, you know, we might've got that spineless loser from Texas, uh, you know, Ted Cruz, might have got one of those nominations who knows you know maybe somebody that never even made it to where we think of them is running um but that's just at least what i think um so i'm getting close to the end of this like i said i didn't want to go the further you go out in the future with this thing the more it's like uh you know butterfly effect, you know, there's too many variables is the way to think of it, the further out you get. Um, I guess of lesser significance, you know, post 9-11, um, without 9-11, there would not have been the popularity that, um, Rudy Giuliani, New York City mayor at the time, he never be, gets as popular as he did. And, um, you know, at the time, he was still half sane and um, people thought of him as a law and order guy, which is now you think about it, it's fucking crazy. But um, he, he'd gotten rid of a lot of the New York mob and clean up some of the streets with some of his stuff and uh but um who knows i mean i don't think he stays as mayor as long as he did without 9-11 and he definitely doesn't um come to prominence you know like he did so you know it's not as big of a deal Again, you play the question, you know, uh, who would have became New York mayor? Who knows? Who knows who was even thinking about it back then? Um, but like I said, I don't think, I don't think he's as known without that. Um, he relished, 
you know, being America's mayor and stuff, and he used that in his campaign things. You know, now we find out that he's a real scumbag, and a lot of people thought he was back then too, but they, you know, when 9-11 happened, you couldn't say nothing like that about him because, you know, of what happened, so. Um, so I asked a friend, and I'm not going to say his name because, um, I mean, it doesn't matter, but I just wanted to, uh, you know, get, like, another somebody else to think about this and kind of give, like, a, you know, a couple paragraphs on what they think the outcome would have been. Um, and this friend doesn't sit, you know, on the same political spectrum as I do. And, um, you know, I think his, uh, his paragraphs, again, I mean, he's a friend. I'm not going to say who it is. I don't, I don't agree with his estimation of it, but I just thought it would be interesting, you know, for this thought exercise to get another opinion on it. So I said, um, you know, I asked him what he thought ultimately would have happened if 9-11 hadn't happened. He says, well, we wouldn't, in theory, be living in a police state. We wouldn't be in endless wars against shadowy nothings. Hyper politics may not be so hyper because America first may not be the dirty word half the country thinks because there wouldn't have been a need for things like BLM or Donald Trump, moderates would still reign. The Patriot Act would not exist. I do agree with that. Drone warfare may not even exist, which I agree with that too. And neither would state endorse social media censorship, which again, I don't agree with that. I don't, that's not really a thing. Um, the air would feel a lot more free around here. But that was his estimation of it. And there's flaws with that stuff. Um, you know, there's, you know, this country's founded on systematic racism. Um, it's still going strong on systematic racism. And um, there would still be a Black Lives Matter movement going on now because cops would have still been murdering unarmed Black people, 9-11 um, or no. So... I don't agree with that part of it, but I did agree with some of what he was saying there. Um, so this was the first episode of the hypothetical deep dive. Um, you know, again, I'm not changing the, the thing, you know, I'm not changing the format. Um, I have an interview scheduled with someone in late June. Um, I have another one scheduled in July, and I have another one. I just haven't nailed it down yet. I'm hoping late next week, and um, those three interviews are going to be, I mean, I like all my interviews, but those three coming up are all super interesting ones that I think you're going to really like. Um, different topics, just fun, fun chats, um, and I'm going to sprinkle, you know, solo stuff, into you know and i hope to do this hypothetical deep dive um on a different you know topic um and see what people you know hopefully see what the response to this one is 
Um, I really appreciate the listeners. Uh, podcast is picking up internationally. I mean, you know, it's only June 6th, so it's kind of early to say, but, you know, 40% of my listeners so far this month have been international, and that's really awesome. I mean, I love my, I love, you know, my U.S. listeners too, obviously, um, but I just find it really interesting that a lot of people from Canada are listening now, um, you know, Great Britain, um, even Australia. I'm picking up listeners in Australia quite a bit too. Um, I was just ranked um, in the 60s on Australia's top 200 interview podcasts. So that's really neat. And I appreciate it. Um, please like, follow, subscribe. I know we say that every week. Um, and leave some reviews. It really helps. I, I'm not really getting many reviews. Um, especially if you're listening on um, Apple. Um, those reviews, they mean something. They, they get more traffic the podcast way. So anyways, thanks again. And, oh, you know, another thing too with this thing. You know, I like to get a discussion going, you know, did I miss something with this? Do you disagree with something that I thought would happen? Something I didn't think of? I, I love it. You know, I love chat, disagreement, all that good stuff. So thanks again and catch you next week.